0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take.
0: On the first thing, though, Ryan, that we have to start off today's show with is a discussion regarding one of the top prospects in the 2023 NFL Draft, that being Jalen Carter, who has had a very tumultuous NFL Draft process. It has been very rocky since the NFL Combine when there was a warrant issued for his arrest for reckless driving. We now have news today on the taping of this on Thursday, the 16th, that... He is now going to be pleading no contest. He's going to be receiving 12 months probation. He's also going to have to do 80 hours of community service and pay a $1,000 fine. So we have a little bit more of an understanding of his legal situation. But where now the discussion lies is the performance at his Georgia Pro Day where he did not run a 40. He showed up nine pounds heavier and also struggled to complete drills. For some added context, Brian, before we get into this, I did find out that part of the reason why he was apparently gassed is that he had no breaks in between drills. Now, do with that what you may, but it is just added context. The other thing, too, the weight thing, nine pounds of weight fluctuation since the combine isn't as significant in my eyes for a guy who is 300 pounds because your weight is going to fluctuate a ton, especially depending on how much water you're drinking. But without that context, after we've added that, your thoughts on the current situation with Jalen Carter. How much are you weighing this on his draft stock as an evaluator?
1: Well, I mean, it, it was really interesting, Joe, because I thought for the longest time we weren't going to have a lot of clarity from the legality side of things, right? Like, Because when it happens, I mean, it, it happened obviously right during the combine when he was scheduled to have this media availability. Then all of a sudden you're just kind of like, are they going to figure this all out before the NFL draft comes around Because it's less than two months and we know that the legal process Can be a very tumultuous Long process at times, right? Like you know that that some, sometimes Has going to take a long time To find some sort of validity Or understanding of a process But now that we have that understanding I think that we have come to the conclusion here That the legality side Is not going to be the big crux In his process anymore, right? It's like, it's still... The optics on it are still really bad, ultimately, right? And there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to talk to him, and it's going to be a very unsettling conversation for both sides. But ultimately, I think NFL teams are going to be able to get past the whole legality side of the, of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings on the pro day stuff because I do think that – I mean, we've seen players have to stop drills at times in the past due to cramping. Like That's not like, a, it's not like an attitude issue. That's like literally your body failing you issue at times, right? I, I think, though, for me, it's I. It's also a preparation
0: issue, not to cut you off. That's also, issue? It's a preparation issue because for how much working out I did in college and when I was a college football player, I, look, as much as people want to sit here and say, like, oh, Rhode Island's not the same as Georgia, we still do workouts. Like, yeah. they're very difficult, hard workouts. Those strength coaches start at all levels and they work their way up, they all run the same programs. I never had any cramping issues. I was a long snapper, and I was doing the same same problems because I properly hydrated. It's right. proper preparation to set you up to not cramp. So, like, I, I, it all goes in line with where and why I have a difficult time with this. Ryan is that clearly wasn't prepared, but at the same time, with all the legal stuff he's dealing with, I'm sure that that is mentally weighing on him in his
1: preparation for the pro day. That, that's the biggest thing that I was going to hit on is that. It doesn't always crampy isn't always just a hydration issue. Mm-hmm. For yep. Jalen Carter, he's been dealing with a lot, man. There's a lot of mentally taxing things. And and I know people are gonna say, well, that's his own fault. And sure, I'm not saying that he is innocent in that fact. But the, but the the other fact of the matter is, is, is that we have a little empathy towards the situation that he's dealing with trying to get ready for this type of event is that when you are stressed out, when you are not mentally right, it affects your body in other ways. It does. So I – look, I, I think that we need to not just hyper-focus on the workout as it is because like l- there's a lot of events leading up to it that I think – you could look at it and say like, probably he just probably wasn't in the right headspace for this. Like he probably just wasn't ready to tackle this because he's tackling a bunch of other stuff that have nothing to do with what he's doing on the field. So at the end of the day, his position in the draft for me is ultimately going to be based upon the team meetings, the comforts in talking to that player. And then obviously when the scouts and general managers and decision makers for each of these organizations in the NFL, do their due diligence and do their research, they're going to call the University of Georgia, right? They're going to call that coaching staff. They're going to talk to the people behind the scenes, and they're going to develop a comprehensive understanding of, is he a problem in the building? Is he a hard worker? Those things will tangibly come to the forefront at some points. So I think that there's just a lot to figure out here. There's a lot to understand. And I honestly just – I don't want to hyper-focus and overreact to one workout in a two-hour period because we don't know what would have happened. I mean, I don't imagine we have this situation if he worked out in Indianapolis when everything was kind of set forth, right, you know, just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So I don't want to hyper-focus on this one event because there's a lot of layers to this whole conversation with Jalen Carter and there's a lot more to uncover and a lot more homework that teams are doing on him.
0: Right, I think that this is more of a an indicator for NFL teams. Where I think coming into this without all this stuff happening at the beginning of the draft process, a lot of teams might not have been doing this much homework on a guy. You know, they might have been coming in thick, and as long as he seems like a normal guy and there's no issues, we're takes great. Everyone
1: him. around him says that's fine. Like he's good, you know, and you just check those boxes. Right to your point. Yep.
0: Right, but so now we go from the arrest warrant to the bad pro day. I think that with all of those indicators, now they're going to do extra digging, extra work, which you, as a prospect, you never want. You never want a team that has to do extra work to to now figure out, okay, he's got all these issues. All this stuff's happened over the past couple months. What is this kid's deal? Are we going to bring him in? Is he going to be a problem? Is he going to be, and I said this on, uh, on a previous show we did, Is he somebody that on a Thursday night before a game when we're on the road or we've got a home game coming up, I'm going to get a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning that he did something stupid? And I'm not saying that he will, but that is how NFL front offices and coaching staffs think when they're making these decisions. They don't want a guy that they have to worry about on a week-to-week basis. He might mature. He might figure it out. He is a young individual. We all make stupid mistakes when we're young. But that is the thought process of the NFL. Is can this be fixed? Can this be rectified? And
1: is he going to be a consistent problem? And how in depth do these background checks go, just for some people's context? NFL teams hire private investigators for this type of yeah. stuff. Like they have legitimate like sleuths trying to find every little background nugget that they will find on Jalen Carter. So I think you're right, Joe. I think it kind of puts more like a puts a target on his back. You know, it there's a more in-depth background check that's going to happen and everything that you need to know, everything that should be known about Jalen Carter to make yourself comfortable is going to be known by these NFL teams. You know, that's from social media checks to background checks, to family life, to everything. They're going to find it out. So if he's a good, if he's a good person off the fields and this is a, just a one stop, really bad decision, then everything will be fine. And it will all work out in my opinion. But like you said, there's a couple indicators that we might need to do more homework here, right? And this is almost like the verification process when you go back and watch film. It's like, you know, I, I saw the kid test at the combine. He ran a lot faster than I, did, than I thought he would. I had to go back and check the tape. Well, this is one of those like – sirens start going off like man there's a couple things that are kind of adding up together here i might need to go back and do more digging and more homework on a player and see if he's a player i can trust because we use that word lightly in the nfl circles because the free agency era and things change so quickly and team players go from team to team so often now but when a team does invest in a player it's about trust can i trust that player to be a great player on the field But even more than that, can I trust that player to be a good representative of my organization? And there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be now trying to get a deeper understanding of, is this just a one-shot bad decision on Jalen Carter's part? Or is this just kind of more things unraveling that there are a lot more skeletons in the closet that we know of?
0: Right. Now, let me ask you this, Ryan do you think realistically what's the furthest he maybe falls or does he not even fall at all? And I think the other thing too, that we now have to take into account. Yeah. The top four picks are going to be quarterbacks. They're going to be quarterbacks. That third pick by the Cardinals should be traded. If I would be stunned if it's not, but it is likely going to be traded based on what happened with the Panthers moving up to that number one spot. So if all four of those top picks are quarterbacks, the first spot we're going to see a defensive player potentially isn't until five for the Seattle Seahawks if they aren't the team that trades up and moves up. So if after that's say that's Will Anderson, there might be other teams that want to address other needs before taking a, a troubled defensive tackle that they've got question marks on. So realistically, in your eyes, how far do you see him
1: falling? It's still not as much as some people think. Uh, you know, I think there's some people that legitimately think this could be a – mid-first, late-first round type of slide. I think there are some people that think yeah. it might be even further than that. I don't. I think that this is still a player that's going to go in the top 10. When I look at how the top 10 is kind of organized and what is the teams that are a part of it, I think that at worst he goes number 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles with the 10th overall selection. That's the spot I look at, man, because I do agree with a lot of the people that have a opinion out there that maybe he needs to go to a – a good organization that has a good infrastructure and good support around him. Maybe that's possible. But in the photo of the Eagles would be a really good spot for him in that in that instance, right? You're talking about a guy like Fletcher Cox that's still in the room that's been there for a long time. You're talking about Brandon Graham that's in that defensive line room. You're talking about a team that just went to the Super Bowl and had probably the best roster in the NFL last year. And they have I think two there's, of his former teammates and Jordan Davis. Jordan and Davis Kobe next Bean to him. Too, so he's yeah. going
0: into a comfortable situation, which might be good or bad, but at the yeah. same time, being around familiar faces that are a little more mature, that have been around the, the, the league, and then also are more connected to the veteran guys, like that might help a guy like Jalen Carter. I actually really like him ending up at the Philadelphia Eagles as much as that pains me as a Giants fan. Like That might be best for his yeah. NFL future if he goes to a team that – has notoriously drafted a lot of Georgia guys lately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I didn't even, I completely even space on the fact that Jordan Davis is the nose tackle for them now. And Kobe Dean's kind of the linebacker and waiting after both the linebackers left this offseason. So it's another great layer to the conversation. And ultimately, I just I still think that a team is going to take a gamble on a player that is, in my opinion, the best football player in this draft that's just kind of where i am with it right we're not talking about a guy that was like well yeah first level t- first round talent but you know he's like 10 through 15 in like the hierarchy of the of the uh, overall draft class like this is a kid that could argue that he is the best overall player in the 2023 NFL draft so i don't think him fall- i don't see him falling out of the top 10 unless the off the field stuff is just like horrific man if there's just more skeletons in the closet that we don't know about if it is strictly the passing of the legality issues and you know, him not being overly prepared for the pro day because of some off the field issues that he's dealing with. If that's what we're dealing with here, I think he doesn't fall out of the top 10. If there's more in the closet though, then obviously that will change, but I don't think he gets out of the top 10 personally right now.
0: Yeah. We'll see what ends up happening with Jalen Carter. Hopefully things do work out for him. We're obviously rooting for him. Cause as you mentioned, we're both very big fans of him. We are both, both have him graded very, very highly. And if, Things do work out. He's going to be an incredibly dominant defensive tackle in the NFL. Ryan, I want to hit on here before we get to hearing from Ricky Stromberg. There was news that kind of went under the radar, but in the NFL draft landscape, I think has some implications that I'd love to discuss, and it's also in the college football landscape. The Big 12 in the NFL are partnering to put on a pro day that will replace on-campus pro days going forward that is supposed to be Uh, Happening in Texas. Now, a couple of things come to mind with me for this, Ryan. In one, is this the route that we might end up going that replaces the NFL combine? Because some people think and have been saying that the individual pro days, more guys participate in them. Some people think that uh, they're more beneficial for the players and that there's going to be better results because these players are in comfortable situations. Is this a route for replacing the NFL combine and the way that it has been put on uh, and allow for more regional combines based on conference. And then the other layer of this, I, frankly, I kind of hate it. I got to (laughs) bring this up. I I absolutely hate this because the whole point of the, the, the pro day, the individual school pro day is allowing guys that also on the back end of the roster that were not granted the same microscope that the big guys get at the NFL combine You get kickers and punters and guys that are going to be great special teams players. The ability to showcase that when teams are there to watch the big guys, their opportunity to shine when maybe they don't get the same amount of recognition. But the other fault to this, Ryan, is it also removes the the whole point of the pro day, which is the comfort level of training in your own facility, working with your strength coach uh, so that you are doing a routine that you have prepared and you are familiar with. It is supposed to set you up for better success than the combine, which is why a lot of these college guys opt to do the pro day rather than right. the combine. But instead, it almost seems like a, a counter move by the NFL to prevent this from happening.
1: Well, and I think another layer that you talked about, Joe, not even just the lower level players on the roster that are trying to get a spot, but you know that at these pro at these bigger pro days for these like group of five, I mean for these power five type of schools for these high FBS schools. There's a lot of small school kids that are usually end up coming too, right to get yep. that extra look, because I mean, there's just some schools that scouts aren't going to stop at because it's just not worth their time. Right. So a, a player that maybe goes to Fordham, for instance. Right. It's like a smaller level player. He might go to Rutgers pro day, for instance. Right. Or, you know, whatever the case might so like be. A common one is if you have a talented
0: player, at Rice, that's like a fringe player. He might go to – I don't actually know where Rice is in Texas. <laughs> but like just throwing it out. He might go to TCU's pro day. Let's just throw right. that out there. Like
1: he might go if, – if he's a fringe player, he might need that workout if he wasn't invited exactly. to the NFL Combine. And it also gives those lower-level guys more opportunities because they can still work out at their own pro day. They can go to a big mm-hmm. couple bigger pro days. It just gives more opportunities to get looks. So I, I hate that fact for those kids, especially especially the lower-level players. I understand why this is a thing though. I do understand it. Because scouts want all the players in one spot because it's easier for them, right? The travel implications. I'm telling you, that's why it is. Uh, I know. That's why it is. That's why it is. Right. But I hate the reasoning. But continue. (laughs) They they want everybody in the same spot in the same environment. So they don't have to deal with the numbers being different from place to place and from their travel plans and their, the, you know, the difficulties of travel. That's why the NFL wants this. They're making it easier for NFL teams and for NFL scouts. That's why this is happening. And also there is part of it where it's like numbers on at certain facilities can't be as trusted as at other facilities. There's places that have fast tracks and that don't, that that don't record very well i mean we'll just put it like that right but in the same in a centralized location you have a better opportunity to have verified and correct information that that is that is true i would agree with that but i also think that those players have worked very hard to get their opportunity at their school and to have that type of thing right so it might be better for the nfl but at the end of the day, man, aren't we supposed to be doing what's best for the players? Like, isn't that right. what it is also is? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the lower level kids, the kids that are coming to these bigger pro days, the guys that get their opportunity after four, five, six years in some cases of players putting blood, sweat, and tears into their program. Can't they at least have one day where they can be comfortable in their own skin, on their own track, on their right. own field, in their own stadium. Like let's offer them that sleep in their own
0: bed and, and get the opportunity. Again, it's,
1: you can't say you're a player's league. You can't say that you're there for the athletes. When in result, you're doing things that are not best for the athlete. If that makes sense.
0: This sucks so much. It
1: sucks so much
0: as a former player. This pisses me off so much. We had trouble getting into my own freaking pro day. Because I, you know, didn't have massive NFL interest. I it, it was a little bit more of a difficult task. It ended up getting canceled because of COVID. But it is already a hard process to make sure you're allowed to compete at your own pro day. The other part of this too, Ryan, guys that don't have agents, what the hell are they supposed to do? Who's covering the cost of travel? Is it just tough, tough sledding if, if you're not a guy that has an access to funds, either your own personal funds or f- money from your family or uh, from an agent to cover the costs of travel to get there. Like, yeah. for example, I'm trying to think what BYU, for instance, this is supposed to be in Texas. What if there's a guy on the BYU roster that that has been busting his butt and he's a receiver who didn't sign with an agent but has, has a possible shot?
1: What the heck is he supposed to do? And then also the travel implications of what if a flight gets canceled? What if a car breaks down? What if, like There's a lot of different variables yeah. that could go wrong in this situation, which is, again, you're you're hurting the comfort of these players and performing to their best of the ability in the environment. But, Joe, I knew this was coming this way, man. I knew it was going to go this way because I remember when COVID hit. You already used the COVID situation. I remember that's uh. when – that's when, like, the hub football camp started becoming a thing, right, where it's like we're going to centralize all these things together. They were trying to get all the players in the transfer portal together so that they get extra eyes on them and in, in centralized locations. This is how it was always going to go. Regionalizing is how it is going to be eventually. I think about four to five years from now, like these these – schools having a single pro day, just their guys is not going to be a thing anymore. It's going to be a regionalized thing. That's how I think it's going.
0: Yeah. And they started with the lamest conference, uh, power five conference possible because they knew it would be an easy leg to tackle. And I'm sure that there are going to be bigger trees for them to knock down to try and get the sec, the big 10 and, and whatnot to cooperate with this. Cause I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if a conference like the sec, doesn't heavily push back. Like it might yeah. be, I would bet that that is probably the last conference to say yes to something like this. And they're probably be
1: years down the line before they agree to it. You know what I'm curious about is, is this regionalized combine, mm-hmm. is it going to be televised? That's my biggest. Thing. I, I feel like it will be because considering the fact that the Georgia pro day and the
0: Clemson pro day was on TV, I, the NFL network. And just from me knowing my background on, on broadcasting as a producer yeah, They have air to fill. <laughs> they have so much time to fill. So they, I think that they gladly will air these things and they will be viewable to the public,
1: which I guess is good for us as media members. And as well, it's very good uh, for media members. Room. It's very good for media members. And, and it's right. So it, for the programs, it's a potential moneymaker. Maybe that wasn't on the table. But to your point, like if Alabama has their pro day That is, you know, broadcasted every single year. They might be a team that would fight against this because it's like, no, we're making our own money. We don't need your like we don't need to be a part of your package. Like we'll make our own money out of this kind of conversation. Right. So but at the end of the day, man, this was always how it's going to happen. Because no matter how much the NFL is going to try to preach that they are best for the players, the young men, we know what it's actually about. Yeah. Making it easier for the people that are in charge.